the confession of the word of, of the Lord as it makes, uh, it makes itself known into our hearts and lives. That we're proclaiming in this confession of faith what values to God. And because that values, it has value to God, it, it's valuable to us as well. So does this word of the Lord from Deuteronomy chapter 30. For the Lord is your life. Let's use uh, this simple phrase from Deuteronomy as a springboard into the further truths of which Jesus is speaking about in Matthew chapter 5 today. So I'd invite you to join me in your Bibles if you would like. On the back side of your worship folder, there's some places to take some notes if you'd like to do that. We want to welcome those who are streaming with us online as we today we hear the word of the Lord. In, uh, in understanding and grasping uh, what value, what, what God values, we also are called uh, to value. So for the Lord to say, Yahweh says this to his people, the Israelites, through the prophet Moses, and we even hear this today, when God says, the Lord, Yahweh, is your life, what he's saying there is that everything that your life is about, your living, your being, Everything that you're about has value to me, and I'm calling you to value as well. It's a two-way street there. That your life, everything that you are about, everything that you value and has value is in the Lord. Now, let's use this as a springboard a little bit, because to understand that which is valuable to God comes out of an understanding of how God sees us that we might value what he values. You'll recognize this painting, or this, I should say this part of a painting. It's from Michelangelo's work in the Sistine Chapel, and it's called uh, God Creating Adam. A lot of times this is referred to as the imago dei, or the image of God, where we have an understanding from scriptures, as we hear in Genesis, that God has created us, male and female, in his image. And we can hear about this more clearly defined. Uh, this, is a, this comes from a book from Concordia Publishing House called the Christian Cyclopedia, where we hear, God created man in his image, and man was very good. Now in the Hebrew, the phrase rings much better. It says, tov ma'ov. <laughs> I like that phrase. God looked at us and said, hey, you're Tov Ma'ov. You're very good. That's how he sees us. He values us that way. Man was distinguished from other creatures by an excellence all his own. And he was made in the image of God. This image was not of the essence of man's nature, nor was it a gift to man after creation. Here's the truth of this. It was a concreated quality. In other words... Our image, made in the image of God, is from God himself. It's how he created us. And so since we bear the image of God, we are made in his image and his likeness. What he values, we value, right? That's just how it goes. We value the things that are important to him. And what he values are human beings. We who are very good. Tov ma'ov, the height of his creation. Male and female in the image of God. Paul would speak of this to the church in Corinth using this kind of language. That we are God's field. God's building. How is it that the image of God as in which we're created is proclaimed in our life and living. But we're like this to the world. We're like a field. 
Uh, We're like a building in which the image of God lives, resides, bears fruit, yields a harvest, is known. And the world can see the image of God in this way. And so we find ourselves hearing of this call of who we are as the image of God, valuing what he values, our life, everything about him is defined by him. And we come to Jesus today now on this hillside in Galilee, proclaiming these values of God, which we hear in this Sermon on the Mount. I got to be honest with you, brothers and sisters, this is a hard message to hear and preach, to accept and take in. We were talking in Bible class today as the shepherd, Jesus, the good shepherd, shares with us these truths. What end of that shepherd's crook is he using? The, the, the curled end to draw us into these things that are valuable to our God? Or is he using the pokey end and moving us along in spiritual motivation to accept? Maybe it's a little bit of both, right? And maybe that's why this word of the Lord is so challenging and hard. I wish I had some kind of neat little story that would wrap around these truths. I don't because these truths stand on their own. They're the things that are valuable to God and as God's people we embrace them as valuable to us as well. So let's begin. Jesus says to us, you shall not murder. One of the Old Testament laws. But Jesus even goes on further and says, I tell you that if you call somebody racha, a fool, or if you are even angry in your heart at somebody, you've already committed a murder. How many of us committed murder on the way over today? Driving in our car, (laughs) right? Yeah, wow, Lord, I can't live up to this expectation. And yet I understand, I see that what you value is valuable to me. Jesus says, you shall not commit adultery. God values life as he values our sexuality. And so he says, don't commit adultery. But Jesus goes on and says, I tell you that even if you've looked at a woman, he's speaking to us men particularly here, if you look at a woman lustfully, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. Lord, I I value the sexuality you've given me, but how do I live with this kind of value in purity before you? I can't, Lord. And anyone, Jesus says in verse 31, who divorces his wife, well, in the Old Testament, you could give him a certificate, and that sufficed. But Jesus says, I tell you, he doesn't let us off the hook here. He says, I tell you, Men, if you divorce your wife, you're setting her up to be an, adulter, adult, an adulteress. And men, if you marry, you're be committing adultery then. Lord, I know you value our relationships, but this is a broken, sinful world with things that are out of my control at times. How do I live with what you value in my life? And I struggle with, with this truth, Lord. And the last one that Jesus says in verse, verse 33 He says, don't break your oath, right? Let your yes be yes, your no be no. Don't swear at all. And yet I remember one day in my seminary days, 
when I stood before a, an officer of the United States Navy and I raised my right hand and I swore an oath as United States chaplain to serve the Constitution and those under my care as a chaplain of the United States Naval Reserve. Father, was this a, in, in contradiction to your values? It's the culture we live in that we're asked to do that sometimes. What do we do? Let me finish the quote that I started for you that gives maybe a little bit of understanding of, of the complexities of our humanity in light of these things that God values. We hear that the knowledge of God, the holiness of the will, is lacking in human beings following the fall. I'm off the hook. No. No, we're not off the hook. We might not know everything that God values and be able to live it out perfectly, fully, wholly, as God desires and intends. But it doesn't mean that we're off the hook. We still stand before him in the brokenness of our humanity for the judgment of our sinfulness. My heart. That even thinking somebody's a fool or thinking or looking at a woman lustfully or, or thinking that I'd be better off in a different kind of situation in life or, or taking God's name in vain even in my thoughts. Lord, I stand condemned before you. Who are we but sinful human beings in need of your redemption? So let's go back to where we started today. Doesn't everything begin with the Lord telling us who we are? He tells us that the Lord is your life. What I value is you. I value your life. I value who you are made in my image and in my likeness. I value you, and so I've called you into holiness with me that you might value what I value. I know you're going to do that imperfectly right now on this side of perfection in eternity but i'm calling you to value that which is a valuable to a value to me so that my image and my likeness would be known in you starting in the very place that i start in each human being your heart to redeem your heart to wash it in the blood of my save, my son's cross your savior his blood I start there in your heart where a new life begins as he's brought forth from the tomb to declare victory over that which you've claimed to be valuable in your life but actually has no standing before me in eternity. I declare you to be my people with a new heart, a new life. The Lord is your life. He's our life. And so we can say, Lord, what, va- what you value, yes, I want to value as well challenging as that might be for me here and now lord let it be as i'm your new creation hear this from a theologian called a.l grabner i've never heard of him um, but i like what he says here in outlines on doctrinal theology he says while christ's obedience imputed to us gave to us constitutes for us a perfect righteousness in the sight of god Our own obedience, or the righteousness inherent in us, must, on account of the residue of sinful flesh still active within us, remain imperfect in this life. 
The beginning only of the restitution of the divine image is found in the regenerate being made in this temporal life, which is in Christ Jesus. Our Heavenly Father values you, your heart, your life, your being, your image made in His likeness so much that He would give His one and only Son that you might also then value what He values and putting it into practice. There lies the challenge. Moses told the people, God's people, the same people who heard the good news that you're hearing today, the Lord is your life. He told them, choose life. Choose life. You can choose to go this direction. And with that, in that direction, there is destruction and curses. Or you can choose life. The Lord, who is your life, and value what he values, and go in this direction, and there would be blessings. And he'll bless you with prosperity in your life as he values you. Not necessarily the prosperity of the world, but the, the prosperity of his kingdom life in you. And friends, isn't this where now we struggle? Lord, I value your life, and what you value is in the value of my life. I want to choose what you want me to choose. How do I do that? Well, Jesus tells us in the Sermon on the Mount, it gets lost maybe in, in all of the hard, difficult things that we hear, but he says, look, as I value life, as Jesus values life, be reconciled then to your neighbor. This is how you can show that you value life. Leave your offering before you... Uh, 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 don't go to the altar to leave your offering until you've first been reconciled with your neighbor. Become one with them as my son Jesus has become one for you. Be reconciled. Choose life. And when it comes to valuing our sexuality, as Jesus tells, you, tells us, it's better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. That's pretty strong language there that Jesus uses. And he says it twice. Meaning, take this seriously. Value, value yourself as a male or as a female. And in the sexuality that I've called you into to be pure in this. For this is what I value in you. Choose life, Jesus says. To value what Jesus does in relationships while he doesn't let us off the hook when we struggle in our marital relationships. We can go back to that valuing life in our relationships perspective of being reconciled with one another. As long as far as it in, in you lies, be reconciled with one another. But Jesus brings us, to, us into himself with this. As I have reconciled myself with you. So we practice that. And to value truth as Jesus does, he simply says, just say yes or no. Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. And if that's not good enough for anybody, that's between them and God. Because he values truth. And that truth which is known from you and me as his people. These things that God values, so we value too. They're challenging for us to apply. But the spirit who lives within us, the spirit of new life and of holiness, the spirit of resurrection, of joy and gladness, the spirit that has called you to choose life, 
the spirit who lets you hear the word, the Lord is your life. He will strengthen, empower you, and he will bless you. He will bless us in these ways, friends, to value what God values. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. It's challenging. It's a hard word for us to hear because we find our shortcomings, our failures so clearly in this truth, Lord. And yet we also find your working. We find how you are valuing those things of your kingdom and giving them to us that we might value them as well. And it's, uh, that's found in our call of, of your grace through faith in Jesus, the Lord who is our life. We live there, Lord. Find us there. Empower us and strengthen us to live there. We call upon you in the name of Jesus, for this is our life. In his name we praise you and we pray. Amen. Friends, may the peace of God that passes our understanding keep our hearts and minds in these truths, in that which the Lord values. As we work them out in our daily lives, we do so in the forgiveness of our sins. That's ours in Jesus, as he lives in you. Amen.